0: Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible, dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. My guest today is Rachel McCord. You probably remember her from an earlier episode and we had such a good time, got into some really cool stuff, but honestly I had more I wanted to talk to her about. So this is round two with Rachel McCord. If you didn't listen to that one, I recommend going back, but as a refresher for all of you, Rachel McCord is the founder of the McCord List. She's a powerhouse thought leader who does conferences and speaking and podcasts for women and business. She leads a couple of companies in partnership with her husband, Rick Shermer, uh, has been a performer herself, and began with humble beginnings in uh, Trailer Park in Georgia, and has gone on to become a mentor and inspiration to a lot of men and women. What we got into all that in the last episode. This time, I wanna talk to her about more of how she's actually managing all the many things she has on her plate now, and doing so with excellence. So get ready for another wonderful conversation with Rachel McCord. Rachel, thanks for coming back. Uh, Super fun hanging with you as always. And man, we have lots of questions, my listeners and myself, man, I last conversation, not only was it fun, but it like, wait, what about this? And how do you do that? So I, I can't wait to kind of dive into the stuff you're doing today. And thanks for getting a little bit of time here
1: oh my goodness thank you thanks for having me i'm really excited and what an honor to get to connect with your audience it's it's such a blessing so thank you
0: super fun so um let me just dive right in you have a lot of things on your plate i mean let, let's let me start this just kind of give me a high level summary of the various major things from companies to to family stuff to pro- personal projects like. Give give them a taste because I was like, I have a lot of things. Let's talk about how you do it. That's where we're going next. And then I realized, I bet you the listeners are totally underestimating how many things are on your plate Um, because it's uh, truly remarkable. So give us a high level. What are the things just like bullet points that you are working on just right now?
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, I'm a God girl. So I start my day there and it's the foundation. I think it's the only way I'm sane and I can keep (laughs) up with everything that's on my plate. I can resonate Um, with that. (laughs) Right. I'm a wife and I'm a mom. And so all my moms know that is just a world on its own. Mm-hmm. It definitely challenged me in so many amazing ways. It still does. And I'm often finding myself having to find grace for myself mm-hmm. um, with all of the things that I have on my plate. Um, but I'd start there because. Honestly, if I can just lay my head on my pillow at the end of the night and know that I did my very best in those three areas of my life, yeah, everything else is just gravy. And so shifting so that important. made a big difference. I, so let me important. Just
0: pause. We're gonna keep going because that's that enough would be a big life. But the the one of the survival methods I've learned, and I wonder if you resonate with this, is. I have a ton of things I'm doing, but I need to know relative priority because there's sometimes when it's nuts, right? My kids get sick and uh, my, my family needs something for me. And there's a huge moment happening in their life. And, but also work's got this big thing going. Like, and so being able to say, man, push comes to shove. If I just hit this, this, and by the way, it happens to be the same for me, right? My personal relationship with God, my relationship with my family, that's like 99% of the game for me. Um, mm-hmm. And if that's okay, then I can want the other stuff to win. But but anyways, whether that's what you pick or not, I think it's really important if everything's equal, you'll burn out. Like you've got to figure out how to, to prioritize and, and rank them a little bit in order to know what you do when you just don't have anything but, but you know, one hour or so. Absolutely.
1: And I think I did burn out to be honest with you. I I really hit a wall. I was juggling so many companies and so many things. And, you know, I think it's really interesting because I found in these past few months, I've been very introspective and just realized, you know, my sweet spot is in the middle ground between a vision and completion. Mm -hmm. I really love to create the roadmap and to drive that and push it. Um, However, what I've seen is that a lot of people don't necessarily know how to find people to do that for them. And I would often be the person like, you know what? I'll just handle it. So that was kind of where we got to this place where I was like, Whoa, they're sparky. And the timing, you know, God's timing is always perfect. It was actually aligned with something going on in my family, um, that needed me personally there. So of course I was just, I didn't even hesitate. I was like, okay, everything stops. And, um, this was just a few months back and it was so interesting because, you know, we always talk about, well, it takes 28 days to rewire your brain, right. To do something different, to change something. And this season was about 40 days. Um, and I found myself really thinking, Hmm, I don't think I want to put that back on my plate. Now that's
0: and, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so go, let's get tactical. I interrupted. Well, let's back up a few months ago before the, the reset and you refocused, what were all the things you were juggling?
1: Yeah, I was juggling our main company, which is our, our family office, Sharma McCord. And with our company, we own Launch Viral, which yeah. is our marketing agency. It's super busy and we deal with a lot of clients. It's so much fun. We engage influencers and celebrities for brands. Um, the McCord list, which is my heart project. It has been, um, just such a gift for the past 10 years. I've been helping women, um, believe in themselves, develop brands and accelerate their businesses. It's just, it's been such a fun ride because it's what I've personally been doing and continue to do every day. Um, so getting to take that and get those downloads and get those learnings and then share them just makes it feel really great because it feels like you're doing something that actually matters. And when I leave this planet one day, I get to be like, wow, like I could be a part of someone's story. So that's super exciting to me. Um, and you know, I also found myself on the board of many companies helping out. And what was happening was those quote unquote board seats were becoming more of like a weekly, Hey, can we just huddle super fast? Hey, can I get two minutes of your time? And I've always had a high value for my time. But when I became a mom, everything was just way different because yeah. I had to think hmm, like 10 minutes of you just quote unquote, picking my brain is 10 minutes that I'm not going to get to sit on the floor with my son or, you know, as a mom too, sometimes I need to take 10 minutes for myself so that I could come back for 15 minutes and actually right. be there.
0: <laughs> right, cause, cause just cause you're physically present doesn't mean you're actually engaging well. And that's true of work and for family. So yeah. Okay. So, Running two companies, and I know enough about these, like these, these companies each have multiple product lines and processes. And a lot of this is you personally, especially on the McCordless side. There's a lot of like, we want Rachel to host this panel, or and, and trying to be a new mom, and trying to figure out how to be a good wife, and board seats, and the ministry stuff you're doing. Like, it's a lot. Okay. So, so then you're forced to pause and reset, which I was going to interject, like, I've had that happen two or three times in my life. And it feels at the beginning, every time, like this is such a bad thing, man, it's going to create so much trouble. I wish this bad thing wasn't making me. And then once I get through it, I'm like, man, I am so glad that this thing forced me to rethink my life balance. Um, cause it's, you can function that way for a season, but burnout is real. Um, it's real. Yes. So, okay. Okay. So now you're resetting and you're coming back and have, but you didn't come back to all of it. How did you manage that? What, what did you pick? I mean, kind of walk us through that process.
1: Well, it was interesting because in the season when it was happening, I was very aware that I was getting quote unquote benched. I was like, okay, I'm getting benched right now. I played basketball. I get it. Uh I I was uh the person who was like, no, put me in all four quarters. I'm going to win this game. Like, I I really So, right. So, it was very uncomfortable for me in my head with all my ego. I was like, well, everything's going to fall apart.
0: Uh. (laughs) That's right. Clearly, this is doomed. Uh.
1: Yeah. Um, But you know what was such a blessing, and I'm sure everyone would say this who has ever done this in their life. You really see who can run up. And and what's really beautiful about it is that I got to find myself back in the place where I really belong and not in the place where I felt I needed to be to overcompensate for what was missing. Like me having to pull out, like necessity becomes the mother of invention, right? So yeah. me having to pull back, there it wasn't an option. We couldn't just like fail clients. We couldn't just fail right. the team. Right. So w- something needed to give, and what happened was everyone gave a little bit more. Sure. A lot of us gave a little differently, mm-hmm. and um, and it was really interesting because everything really changed. And then when I came back to the entire world, the, the ecosystem, yes. right? Yes. Not 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 my, not the world I was living in. Um, I basically looked at it like a bookshelf and I was like, you know what, what do I want to put on this bookshelf? And on what level do I want to put it? So, you know, like my relationship with God, it has to be the top because yep. if I don't, I, I really won't make it. Like I've, yeah. I've been a person who's tried it without God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried to put unquote heal my life with a thousand self-help <laughs> books. I, I, and so now I, I'm like so yeah. on fire because I'm actually every day connecting with people who say to me, I don't believe in God. And I'm like, your story is going to just like submit my belief in God because just the fact that you said that says something about where you are right now and says something about this like desire in your heart, this burning in your heart that wants to come alive, that wants to be open. And, and sure enough, it literally happens all the time. And then next thing, you know, like we're connecting with prayer together. And so I think what's been so awesome is that because I know that that's what I was created for yeah. and God gave me this beautiful family, an amazing husband, a gorgeous son, who's the sweetest, kindest person. I can't tell you how many times people come up to me. Like, I just love the things that Jude says. Like mm-hmm. he's just so sweet. I mean, the other day, I'm not even kidding. You, I was walking him into school and he goes, mommy, I don't need anything. I just need you. This child is three years old. (laughs) He just turned three years old. I mean, I am undone. It's just such an unbelievable gift. And so, you know, I think now that I'm like living, I'm literally like the cheesy song living on sunshine, right? Like I'm already there. So when I show up for a meeting and it actually turns out that they start opening up because someone in their family just got got diagnosed with cancer and they're at the end of their rope and they don't have the same foundation that I'm so grateful that I found, then I can just love them and show up for them in the way that they need to hear in that moment. And it doesn't matter to me the outcome. But what happens? God just keeps blessing me. Like, I can't believe it. Like, and nothing makes sense. Like, the fact that I step away from the business when I'm kind of like holding all the things together and then we just continue to flourish, we get better and better. I'm like, oh, God, you really didn't need me. You could have used a donkey. Like, thanks for using me for this season and thanks for yeah. getting me out of
0: that. <laughs> I've had some of the same uh, revelations. Like, wow. It, it's simultaneously like humbling and freeing. Like, wow, maybe mm-hmm. maybe there are other options for excellence than just me and my methods. Because um, it's not just that other people would do it; they would often do it differently. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work. Because it, right? it works. Sometimes works better than mine. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe there are other plans. So first, there's a the humility, and then on the other side of that is so much freedom. Because, um, as one of my buddies likes to say, I, I'm going to totally steal this phrase from him. Now I use it all the time. It's like, listen, when when you get your kind of identity and stuff right with God, then while the stakes are still high, we're going to go impact lives. The pressure's off. Like it's it's okay. You don't have to show up with this fear kind of burden that that you worry, like, oh, I can't afford to drop this ball or everyone else will be ruined. Like, no, I get to show up for the joy of it. I get to show up out of the overflow of my own peace in life. And, and, you know, I don't have to carry any of the fear that comes from, man, it's all on me or this thing's ruined. And, um, that's right. And that
1: per- that is the perfect fear that cast out and the perfect yes. love that cast out fear, right? Because you're not sitting there committed to an outcome. You're not afraid because you know, it's like, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Yeah. And it's made me a better leader. Like, I don't come into meetings now with the sense of urgency and pressing and stress like I used to. And every time I feel that in me, I just honestly take a pause and say a prayer because <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to remember that my mission field is wherever I am in that exact moment. So, am I on a stage? Am I leading a meeting? Am I on a show? Like, whatever's going to happen. And honestly, I, I just got this is crazy. Okay. Like, uh, just a few months back, I get this call from this guy. He's a producer. And I, I had just met him very recently. He's like, Rachel, can I come out to where you are and have dinner with you and your husband? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, that sounds nice. Whatever. Cool. I don't know what we're supposed to do, but I'm here for it. Sits down, asks me if I want to be the host and executive producer of a new show, um, called female founders. We, we go into NASDAQ we film the show. It gets picked I up know. by Bloomberg. It's now a Bloomberg original. It's oh, going like international and domestic. It's in all the airports. Like Cameron DS. I mean, it's a crazy list of talent who are coming on the show and all the while I think about it. I'm like, I never auditioned for this man. I never <laughs> been hired by any right? of these projects
0: before. Right. Like
1: we're talking about supernatural And I heard this really cool thing actually in that season when I was benched, I went to this Holy spirit conference and they talked about divine direction, supernatural acceleration. That's what we need to tap into. It's just give me divine direction because if Holy spirit's not there, why would I want to be there? So tell me where I need to go and then try, ask God to move that vehicle. It, you don't have to think about it. It's like it's it, and for someone like me, I'm really good at thinking. Like I've always got like my re- relaxed relief yes. serums and my lavender oils. It's
0: a, like, yeah, just it calm great. it down. Yeah, You're good. good. Yeah. You're
1: good. And you know, when it, when it comes into my team, I know that when I'm sitting in front of someone, they need something that, that, that can be said in that moment. And so at the very least, let me just encourage them from my human Interaction, But if something more powerful happens, let's do that. And that's really how I've been shifting and evolving. And, you know, as things have come to me, I've had to reinvent myself. I've had to do things differently. I have to keep growing, right? Because if we're not feeding our minds and our spirits, then we don't have anything to serve. And so... Yeah. That's really my perspective. It's the perspective that's gotten us through the 10 years with the McCord list. We're now launching an app right now to oh, help cool. people at scale, to be able to like really dive into the things that are holding them back. I love getting people unstuffed. I'm, I'm like, I have these, all these systems, I have all these SOPs and all these yeah, things. Yeah. And you know, that's what I love to do. And what I've seen is that a lot of people are visionaries. And what they really need is relentless execution to get to what they need. Right. It's like, but there's sometimes like that confusion in between. It's like, well, how do I really get there? How do I, how do I get my team to go where I want them to go? How can I hold myself accountable if I'm a solopreneur? And I think a lot of that is you create these processes and these systems, but then you really need to surrender it. And you know, for a lot of people in my world, like I'm working in social media, entertainment, television, like, You know, it's like it's not a very like God-centric world. (laughs) But you know, God's holding it all together. So it's like he's he's very centric. You just don't know it. So it's really interesting. So I think a lot of it has been this freedom in this season for me of just being like, actually, like I'm cool. Like whatever happens, whatever goes, like as long as I'm breathing. I know who I'm worshiping. I know where I'm moving. And I know, I I know that wherever he sends me, I'm going to show up and just try to love them and share his word.
0: Yeah. I, the great metaphor for that. I love this is uh, the way I think about it. It's often like, um, I, I'm into extreme sports stuff, right? So whitewater rafting and kind of managing that it can, it doesn't have to be whitewater it can be a gentle river, but you find where the current flows. That's why I like waters because the rocks will interrupt and you're, what you're doing is you, I've so done whitewater kayaking is you're looking for where the the current flows so that you can get in the center of it and flow with the current um and it's like find out where the holy spirit's calling you at and then you just you do work i mean you, you don't you can't just like sit at home and hope god sends producers even though you never go out to dinner with them right like at some point <laughs> you got to go do some pick up the phone show up <laughs> yeah but it's not the show up of like desperation i got to make this happen it's like the river's already flowing and I just got to make sure I do the work to say I'm healthy and I'm in the lane and I'm just pointed in the right direction that God's got for me. And I'm just kind of when you're whitewater rafting kayaking, you aren't paddling to push yourself down the river. You're paddling right. to keep balance, to keep pointing in the right direction, to kind of keep flow, and the river does the heavy lifting and you just make sure the work is am I in the right heart? Am I thinking am I working on the right things? Are there stuff that, that I'm doing that that's distracting me or I don't need to be doing that? I should. And so it's different work, right? It's not um, constantly striving to crank out 10% more. It's what are the most important things? Put myself in that place. And then what do you know that it comes together? very rarely the way I expect. I don't know if this is your experience. (laughs) Totally. Never the way I planned it. And it's almost always better than when I planned it. Um,
1: Yes. And I love that word, that picture, because I just saw it in my mind and, you know, the verse that came to me is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit declares the Lord. And I think that's what's so beautiful. And we have to declare that in our lives. We have to declare the things that we need. You know, you think about it's like what we unleash here is unleashed in heaven. So we have to have faith. And the thing is, is that so many people, you know, like, I I feel my heart hurts for the people who don't have this, like this faith that they can walk on because Mm -hmm. it's like that desire to say, Hey, like, like pull me beyond myself. And it's a very, like, we're trying, I always try to say, it's like almost trying to describe the sunset, Mm -hmm. but then try to explain to people that like, you just have to like have an encounter with it. You just have to like open yourself up to what could be. And so you think about it in business, you think about it in life, like, If we just show up every day and we try to be the examples of this love, we try to be the examples of this supernatural faith, right? Because it's, it's peace that passes all understanding because it's faith that passes all understanding. It doesn't make sense when everything in the world would tell you to be afraid, everything in the news would tell you to fear everything in elections and all this stuff. It's like so scary. But then if you realize like, that's actually not the economy that you were created. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience and we have to feed our spirits every single day. And I have people who are, who are creators, who are actors, celebrities, influencers, they're all on the McCord list. And, you know, I sit down with them and I'm like, look, it doesn't matter what it is for you. Cause I understand that I have a very specific belief and and I, I know (laughs) beyond a shadow of a doubt that's my story. Right. And everybody has their own story and they're all at a different place of the journey. So it's just my job to share with someone like the beautiful, like story that it can be for them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like to really show them like, Hey, look, like, I get it. Like I face depression, anxiety. I faced times in my business yeah. where I felt like giving up. I have given up. Like yeah. i fall fallen my face a million times over. You know, like I've done all that. And I, and you know what? I'm not saying I won't do it again. I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> like really like, like there's you know I don't know what tomorrow brings. But I think when you stand strong in your faith, then you know that that whatever happens is okay. And so. That's for me, like the number one. And then as a business leader, I find myself always being like, wow, like I want to have my voice the way I always have, but I want to have the voice of Christ. I want to have the voice that like also connects into what my heart is. Right. I actually start every day. I go to my church and I pray when I drop off my son. And and so it's it's so interesting because I will tell you there's been seasons of my life as a leader that I'm not proud of. Like I have been like a a hardcore get it done results. Like yeah, but like show me and you know if anyone's ever lying, Lord help them because I can usually like sniff it out because I'm like oh let me see the document I'm in Uh, it right now. uh, You know uh, so uh, like so there's seasons of my life and now hear me like. In the world, it's helped me, right? Like because especially as a blonde girl working in Hollywood, like most people have an assumption when you have a million fans on Instagram, they don't think that you love spreadsheets. You know what I
0: mean? (laughs) That is the stereotype, right?
1: (laughs) Right. But you what you really have to do, I think, is like find your system and then put something underneath it that's bigger than your system. It's bigger than anything else.
0: Yeah. I so many good things in this. And I, listen, I work with a lot of high powered CEOs, these hard charging alpha men and women who are like out to prove they're tough and they got it all. And ironically, some folks, if you're listening, it's like, Oh, that stuff feels terrible. And I don't want to go in there. And I just, I'm not going to deal with that crap. I'm just going to put my head down and win. And here's what I found. It's the stuff you avoid. It's the things you're afraid to deal with that end up shaping your culture and setting the boundaries for what you can do with your life. And so these very things that they think all the work they're doing to try to not be bothered by these hard, emotional stuff, um, these weird feelings, they don't know what to do with that ends up becoming the thing that defines their life because they won't deal with it. They end up doing all this strange behavior, these little weird things, trying to dodge, like, who are you? And the big questions of life. And, and then when you figure that out, Oh my gosh, the overflow, the freedom, the energy, the creativity, the peace, you just show up so much better. And I'm I'm with you for a short period of time. I think you can squeeze and kind of crack the whip and get a lot of stuff done, but then you actually could get just as much or maybe more done if you pull back and give them space to grow and you treat them with respect and, and, and like, you know, even if you're forced to be benched, what do you know? The people step up and it turns out everything's pretty great. And now my life is less stressful. So like it it ends up being all this unnecessary pain on us and others, just because we're afraid to deal with this weird squishy stuff. We don't know what to do with. Um, that's right.
1: That's exactly right. And I think it's all about sustaining it. Right. Because like as a leader myself, it's not my job running a company to get the best results today, whatever day this is, my job is to build a brand, build a business yes. to help my clients, to help my customers. And the only way you do this is by having a, a world that's so robust and so full that out of abundance, right? It's like out of abundance. Mm-hmm. So the heart speaks like if I were to go on a stage and I work with a lot of the same personality and I know cause I'm the same type, right? It's like, that's I it. have to work against that. T- my husband called me type triple A. <laughs> it's like you're not a type a you're a type yeah, triple like, right, it's sunday right. morning we are on a mission he's like nothing about that makes any sense <laughs> sunday morning and mission like calm down you d- you're not in the navy Oh, uh, okay? i like, know
0: your <laughs> husband well enough to just imagine this conversation vividly oh yeah. yeah
1: you don't have to just come to my house any sunday that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. he's like thank god this girl found jesus
0: <laughs> Which, by the way, I can relate. My wife uh, has what I call mission mode. Like it's very clear. Like, oh snap, Mama's in mission mode. Everybody, um, yes, it's going to get done. So, yes, it's going to happen. going can happen. relate, uh,
1: but sure. you know, you've got to, you've got to sustain it. You know, you've got to be able to create something that's going to last. Otherwise, what are we doing? If you're not building a business, that's going to last, you should go work for someone else. It doesn't make any sense to live an entrepreneurial life, not to hit the success that you, you dream of the whole, what do they say about entrepreneurs live like nobody else. So one day you can live like nobody else. Right. And it's like that, like burning that oil if and that's you, the mentality. If you but, crash
0: and burn on the way to that, then you did all this work and then you, you're worse off than if you would just had a quiet job. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. And I think when you, when you spend a lot of time nurturing your team, especially in the beginning, like a, in that interview process to make sure that you're making the right choice. Cause it's very expensive for yeah. turnover. Yeah. It's very expensive to train someone. It's costly with your time. It's costly with all your resources. So spending that time in the beginning to really make sure that you're bringing the right person on. And then remember you brought the right person on, yeah. let them do what you hired them to do.
0: Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, man. There's so much good here, but I want to, I want to zoom out and just talk about the person. Cause I know you, you talked about this. You've mentioned the word reinvent, right? You've reinvented a few times and I, there's, I've done some of this myself and I, I, I would love for you to talk a little more about what's that like internally. Cause some of this I think is, um, is not just cause it's tactical. I don't know how to do that, but some of it comes down to identity. Like I, this is who I am. I'm the person who, who keeps this together or solves this problem. And you've, you've shifted multiple times from your early days in Georgia to becoming a celebrity, to a business owner, to launching stuff, to even just this recently now you're literally in the middle of another reinvention. So like not, not each specific reinvention, but what's the process like what happens inside you? What advice would you give people who are facing a reinvention, whatever it is, how do they get themselves to the other side of it? What, what, what things make it less painful or faster? Like, How do you go through this reinvention process?
1: Yeah. Wow. Such a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, you know, it's so interesting because it, it makes you asking the question makes me want to go on a journey with Mm -hmm. any person on the other side of this conversation. Who's like, I need that. Like I want to sit down with them and I want to literally hold their hand Mm -hmm. and nurture them and love them through that process. Um so I guess for that reason I would say the first thing you need to do is find somebody in your corner yeah. who can really be there with you in that because what I realized is we really were created for community and we can't get there by ourselves. So I could sit in front of someone for a few minutes and hear a couple things and be like, "Oh, this is her brand identity or this is his this is his mission. Yeah. This is yeah. this is her why." But then you try to get me to do it for myself and I'm like, "I yeah. cannot compute." <laughs> and that's like my little son with his robot voice, you know? Um, and same thing with my husband, right? So that's like my greatest gift in, in this world prior to my son was my husband mm-hmm. because God gave me someone who I could sit down with and, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. He sharpens me and I sharpen him. And, so he, and he's so smart and I really respect his brain. I love his brain. So that goes a long way. And I also absolutely love his heart. So it's such a marriage between the heart heart and a mind for you to get into who you are. And the reason I'm doing this big buildup is because it is an important buildup because it's one simple question, but answering that question takes somebody with you or multiple someone's with you. It's your why it's really your why, because I believe that we're all created for a reason. Why, why are we created? What is that reason? Well, that's for you to discover. And that's the beauty of this journey called life. But how do we do that? We just keep getting all the muck off of ourselves that has held us down, crippled us and put us in bondage that holds us back. So for example, when you're a child, if you notice like and anyone in my house would be like, okay, that's a curse word to say in this house, but don't ever tell my kid not to cry because uh-huh. Absolutely not. And you know what my son says to anyone who ever says it to him? Crying is healthy. (laughs) It is healthy, right? It is. He's right. He's right. He's right. Emotions are meant to be in motion. When you clog it up, what are you doing? You're creating muck, you're creating decay and things stop. So when we talk about CEOs and leaders, like, and you're saying like what you resist, right? Persist what you yes. resist persists. So what we're saying is, Hey, look, there's a reason why you avoid that. Mm-hmm. If you go back in time, you're probably going to see that multiple people in your life said to shut up, They said to be quiet. They said your voice doesn't matter. When I was a kid, I was told kids are to be seen and not heard. So, guess what, my biggest wound has been in this last 12 months finding my voice. And this is from a person whose world and business is around helping people find their voice. Yeah, yeah. I would have never thought I had an issue with my voice, but it went into why I got benched, Scott, because I got benched because I was using my voice too strong because I had never had a voice. I had wow. a speech impediment. Mm-hmm. I was put down. So it's the pendulum swing. So the areas of your life that are causing the be- the, the biggest problems are usually it's rooted in the pain point. And all you need To do is like journey back to where that pendulum started swinging, identify the root cause pull that weed out, yeah. seek healing, get the healing you need, whether it's a therapist, a, a church, mm-hmm. a friend, a prayer, whatever it is, all the journey above, right? through, journaling, all the above, journey through it so that your pendulum can go in the middle and you can find restoration and peace yeah. and your voice doesn't have to be aggressive to be heard. It right. can just be still and, and confident.
0: And I find that often the area of biggest impact we have, the thing that's most valuable to the world, is usually when we've gone through this process and that what used to be the pain held me back and then i overcompensated and and then when i bring it into balance now you have an ability to help people understand that and find their own voice in a way that that someone who never went through that that wasn't their issue they had a different one you can do it at a different level you're more valuable there so it's beautiful god's economy right he takes the thing that was my biggest pain and lack and turns it into one of my biggest assets that i use to help others so absolutely. So, but I, I want to underline two things I love here. One is find somebody to go through with this. Um, even one person can radically change your ability to go through a reinvention and get to the other side without like freaking out and you know burning mm-hmm. up. So
1: and you might uh, freak out some, but it's okay. <laughs> You'll get
0: without quitting. You probably almost certainly will without freak quitting. out, right? And that's the second part is the let the emotions flow. Like it's okay. Yes. I, I talk to my kids about. Hey, this is like a wave I gotta do with pain with being with pleasure. Like you're going to ride the wave. Let's feel the wave, but let's not get stuck there. Like you say emotion. And then let's let the wave go away and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to cry and be sad and then you will feel okay. And that's normal. This is how you boost the process. That's right. um, Even, even physiologically, I'll talk to them and they say most emotions cause there's a, there's a chemical physical thing. Like your brain releases a bunch of chemicals. Your body has a reaction. Emotions are physical. But i'm like it usually takes at least 90 seconds from the end of the brain release to now it's flushed through your system minimum 90 seconds like i'm done the problem's gone and it's gonna take like minimum there's just physical time for it to flow through my body for me to feel the feels and let it go so so like don't one of the things i i think i've learned is that i kept waiting The reinvention for it to feel good. And then I would do the reinvention, right? I'd wait for it to be comfortable. um, That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Because one of the chapters of my book is like, like, get comfortable
1: in the uncomfortable. Get comfortable in the uncomfortable. That's the key to breakthrough. And you won't actually ever change. If you if you want it to be comfortable because it's uncomfortable, our brains are designed for habits. They want habitual actions, Mm -hmm. and so you actually feel break break down typically before there's a breakthrough. Imagine a Mm -hmm. little seedling coming Mm -hmm. out and bursting through ground and starting to grow. Think of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. You're literally shedding skin. It's uncomfortable, but if you look at little sea turtles who are are moving all the way across this massive landscape of sand to get to the water so that they can survive. If anyone picks them up and puts them in the water, they won't survive because they didn't build the muscles they needed going through the pain of running on that sand to be able to sustain the waves that would come. So we have to remember that when we're in adversity, that that's building character. We're getting perseverance. We're getting endurance. We're getting all the things that we need to be successful. And it works. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally like the laws of the universe. So we have to just move in that and not be afraid and be tied into our why. Yes. So it's like yes get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yes have a friend. Yes build the emotions. But like like really tune into why. Like why wow. does it matter? Why does pain create your greatest purpose? Because you're attuned to something that you couldn't hear before. Like I might not hear the pain from someone who's who's gone overseas to war. I might not ever understand that. But I can understand PTSD in a trauma environment, in a home life, yeah, because yeah. that's what I've experienced. So when we realize that we all have a, a story that we can carry on and use, that we don't want to hold onto the bitterness because even if it weighed a pound or two ounces, if you hold on to it for ten years, it's going it's to start to hurt. Yes, <laughs> you yes, know, yes. you've got to let that go. But but when we realize that all we really need to do is like like sit down. And write down all the dreams of your heart, all the things that you love, Mm -hmm. all the things that you don't like, like put that in another page, right? write it all down because that's pointing you to what you were created to do because the dream of your heart is tied into the purpose of your life. And if you can hone those two things, you have the transformation that you want and you've tapped into a passion that will never go away. And so as an entrepreneur, as a leader, you have to be doing that because you need that passion to get through the hard days. You need that passion to get through the difficult recessions and economies and, and all the challenges you might face building a business, like you really need that. You need that transformation.
0: Yeah. I, to go back to the statement I said earlier, I'm stealing from my buddy is that uh, the stakes are high, but the pressure's off. The, the stakes are high is the why the purpose it matters. The world needs what you're doing. There are people who, who you need a voice that, that they've got so much to offer and they're afraid to share. And so like having to figure that's important. And And you need a person that loves you no matter what you need. I would say, I need, I need a faith. I need a God that's going to be there for me and gives me meaning. And like these, (laughs) these few critical things that are by big Y that I don't have to worry about. Give me the freedom to go tackle really hard things and crawl through sand and do all this stuff. Cause my identity is not at stake. My identity is not in the project. That's right. Um, And I, I don't know if this, I think I know this has happened for you. I was going to say, I don't know, but I do know my passions are similar. I don't think my passions have radically changed. They, they kind of get a little more refined, but the mm-hmm. methods have wildly changed. Um, wildly. So like, oh
1: my I, gosh. Whiplash. Whiplash. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> but the why is still underneath it all. Like for me, it's, it's sort of similar, but like I, I, I ran across greatness and people with these grand dreams, but they couldn't figure out how to do it. And then I, I mm-hmm. saw the world's best figure out how to do it. And so it's being the, the in between that's like, here's how you actually live out your dream. You can be great. You can be one of the legends. It's possible. Here's what they did. So like now I've, I've gone from speaking to writing books to creating online programs, to working inside companies as an employee, to being an entrepreneur, to building action sports, themes parks. I mean, all this crazy stuff I've done has been like, how do you help people kind of get, but, but again, those reinventions are way easier because I know who I am. I know that I'm loved. Um, and, all, and I, I don't have to risk my identity every time I, which I do totally risk sometimes a new business, <laughs> or a new project, like, ah, who knows? I'm going to give it a shot. It's going to be uncomfortable. That's right. And I think both of those things have to be figured out. The, the stakes are high. I need a big Y and the pressure's off, but it's really not my whole, like, my identity is not this thing. Um, and that's really important. Yeah. This has been phenomenal. Um, as usual, it is different than I expected and better than I expected. Um, we got some deep waters here. I thought we would just stay on the, the time management surface and you just dove right into the real questions. I love it. thank you. Hey, for those who want to find you, I'm going to put stuff in the show notes, but give them a quick, where do we find you online? Uh, how do people kind of get connected with you?
1: Yeah. Thanks. You can just go to the sign up. If you want some encouragement, you might want to join our courses. We are just really trying to spend time, um, helping people unearth these questions, um, develop brands that they love that speak into their identity and accelerate their business. So if I can help, let me know.
0: That's awesome. Again, I'll have links in the notes, Rachel. Thanks for spending some time. This was awesome.
1: Thanks you guys. Y'all are awesome.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, you might want to sign up for my weekly newsletter at www.scottwozniak.com upgrade. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K dot com upgrade. You'll get a cool quote, a deep thought, and a recommendation for something that I use and love. It's not long and it should be fun. The theme is similar to this podcast, but it's not the same content. And if you're a leader who wants to build a legendary brand, you can check out my company's website to learn how we can help at www.swozconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.